This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. We are back. Mm-hmm. I'm Steve Peralt. That's Joey Capone. This is Inside the Monster, episode 11, presented by Odyssey, and this team hates us. Yeah. Yep. This team does not like us. No. We are, I don't want to say we, I hate when people throw the we around. The Red Sox are 0-6 mm-hmm. on our last six recording days. Joey and I were crunching the numbers before this episode. The Sox in the last four three-game series. So keep keep up with me here. This is a lot. This is really a lot to keep up with. And their last four three-game series, it's all gone exactly the same. They have won game one and then lost games two and three. And if you're a Sox fan listening, first off, this this clean forty today is going to be a therapy session. I think mm-hmm. Joey. I think you and I need this. We have a pretty brutal record going to the games. Yeah, um, you know the view is obviously great up here. We're in the WEI booth, so but we that's got a great about view. It, dude, that's but the, that's about it. That's about it. This with looks the good times. great when nobody's here and there's no one on the field. It's, it's, it's <laughs> a wonderful place. Great you get a good view of the skyline and everything. But that—that's the deal. If you—if you're listening and you feel like it's the same feelings over and over and over again, it's because they're going through the same exact cycles over and over and over again. They'll win the first game, give you a little bit of hope. Game one in this series, you win four to nothing. Angels only get three hits. Mike Trout doesn't play in this last game uh, on Thursday. He didn't really do much in this series. And you're feeling good, you know? Shohei, you're limiting Shohei. Today, Mm -hmm. he almost goes deep. That was a bizarre moment um, there with JBJ losing the ball in the sun. But I don't don't know, Joe. I mean, this is, there's not much you can say. No. When the team's ten and sixteen, and it's constantly the same issues that are leading to losses. One of the worst stats that we uncovered right before we started recording is that the Sox have yet to win, or they haven't won two consecutive games in almost three they, weeks. They haven't won two straight games. You know when you you throw a stat out there, and it's like the stats that I hate are the ones that are like they actually haven't won three games when the temperature's below 50 and the wind's coming in from the west. They just haven't won back-to-back games in three weeks. Yeah. that's. I mean, this team can normally string wins together with ease. Last year was obviously an up-and-down mm. season, but... They close it out. They get to the playoffs. The playoff run was a ton of fun. You're two wins away from the World Series. This team was two wins away 
from the World Series, and it's not much different. You bring Trevor Story in. You trade Hunter Renfro away. JBJ's back. Couple different bullpen arms. Schwarber's now in Philly. I think his average kind of stinks there, but we're always uh, obviously going to be Schwarber guys. It's not much different a team. No, and it's no. You know, obviously the Whitlock situation. We're about to get into that is a big part of this, and it's mm-hmm. the zero and five and extra innings is a huge part of this. But mm-hmm. at some point, Joey, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna. This is the last time I'm gonna say this. <laughs> At it's got to turn around. It's see. It's not about the bats anymore. It's not just about the bats anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's, that's the issue. I, I, I think we've that's all been like, say. oh, the bats are going to heat up. The bats are going to heat up. It's not just about the bats not, anymore. No, not anymore. No. Now it's also about management of the bullpen, uh, about who is getting these high leverage situations, who is pooping their pants on the mound, kind of consistently. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a two way street now. It's not just oh like we're losing games one to nothing whatever. Yeah, I mean it is a little bit of deja vu that it's always inning seven eight nine that uh, we're letting up you know f- a handful of runs. But I, I dropped the Wii by the way. I dropped the Wii in there. I can't help with the Wii. No, the, the, the Wii the, the Wii, Wii the Wii can the be Wii. tough to avoid sometimes. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say on top of these new issues, there are still games. Where the original issue is still at play, which is that there are a lot of bats that should be uh, kind of double what they are right now. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, a big one being Trevor Story, you know, who in this series did have a good game. He had a one, two double, three RBI game. Yeah. Then follows it up with a four strikeout game. Yeah, less than ideal. Uh, less than ideal for Trevor Story. You, you think he's going to get going there? He should have. I mean, this guy. Nobody wants to hit a home run more than Trevor Story, and nobody's coming closer than Trevor Story. It's going to happen soon. I'm done predicting that because that was a complete offer. Um, but yeah, you, you go down the lineup, and it's there's not enough situations where they're stringing together hits. There's not enough of those innings that they're all of a sudden like cooking. You know, it's okay. It's Doogie hits a double, and then he gets, you know, someone drives him in. Top of the lineup's doing their thing. It's then happening in the bottom of the lineup. Everyone's kind of in sync. Mm. That hasn't really happened at all this year. Like, you had that one game against the Twins, and, of course, we weren't here. I feel like when we're here, they just don't do anything. Like, it's – I'm looking yeah. up at the uh, the scoreboard today, and it felt like that game in Tampa just zeroes all over the place. Rich mm-hmm. Hill gave up a hit, but that shouldn't have been a hit. I mean, Jackie loses it in the sun. Mm-hmm. A guy that I don't think I've ever seen him lose a ball in the sun before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Shohei almost gets one out. That's the only hit Rich Hill gives up through five innings. Tanner Hout comes in. He's good for a little bit and then, you know, explodes. And it's, it's just – there's constantly uh, to your to your point. It's when you think you've patched <laughs> one issue up, mm. the other one's like, "Wait, I'm still here. This this is still a problem as well, it's and a, I'm gonna come through in this game." It's a whack a mole of yes. issues. Yes. You're like, "Oh, okay, cool. Like w- the the pitching is actually coming up pretty hot this year, so yeah. the lineup just needs to do their job." Oh wait, no, they're not. <laughs> oh wait, this it, it's patching holes all over this boat, dude. Uh, Okay, but to what you were saying there about uh, the Rich Hill hit, we've got to talk to somebody about errors wherein an outfielder loses the ball. It drives me nuts. Or that Human that's error ridiculous. should be an error. I, an error. I, I've, I've never under, The two things that happen today that we probably talk about the most, mm-hmm. uh, and they're things that I don't think most people really give a damn about, but one of them is 
a wild pitch or a pass ball on strike three and you just get to take first base, it still makes yeah. no sense to me. Shohei almost had the 4K inning, mm-hmm. uh, which my dad was here with my dad today, so it was good to be at the old ball yard with my dad. The game couldn't have been worse for us, but um, you know, we're watching. My dad's like, I wonder how many times it's ever happened mm-hmm. in, in Major League Baseball history. I mean, this game's been around forever. I guess 97 times there's been a 4K inning, so no. Shohei almost pulled it off, but... I still think mm. that's so stupid that yeah. you can take first. And then, you know, the other one is that if the ball drops and it should have been caught, that should be an error. Like, of that course shouldn't should. be. The fact that, like, if, if you know, and, and Hill bears down there and gets out of the inning, but if that run comes in, that shouldn't be an earned run. Like, what are we talking no, about? That is the most error-looking non-error I've ever seen. I mean, Jackie looked up, shrugged, and oh. then ducked and covered his head. What a scary feeling, by the way. <laughs> Obviously, as a player, but as a fan, when you're looking out there, it's like, he's looking the other way. Yeah. <laughs> the, ball, the ball's coming at him, and he's looking at the 420 on the on the center field wall. Yeah. It's like, this is not ideal. That has to be a brutal feeling when you're looking up, mm-hmm. and it's just like, first off, my head is about to explode because I'm looking right into the sun. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I got no, I don't know where the ball is. Like it's Yeah, that's panic, And you man. know it's like around you, so there's a good chance you just get hit in the face with yeah. it. Like That was tough. Mm-hmm. It doesn't end up being an issue. Uh, but again, I mean, it's and I, I stick with the lineup. I stick with the second half of the lineup. Just so you guys know, we're not doing a, we're not going to do a game by game breakdown. We all know what we happened. They really lost two to. out of three, and it was a pain in the ass. I, I look at the second half of the lineup, and the core is still for the most part doing their thing. Devers, Bogarts, JD, two eighty four, three fifty four, three oh six. Those guys that you expect to bop are bopping. Mm-hmm. JD has a homer the other night. Uh, Rafi's going to start hitting more bombs. He had one in Tampa and more to come, obviously. But Trevor's story, like you mentioned, after that huge game in Game 2, he goes 0 for 4 with four strikeouts today. Two guys left on base. He's hitting 210 on the year with a 589 OPS. You look at the bottom half of the lineup here. Verdugo, yes, he's been extremely unlucky. Alex Verdugo has been extremely unlucky. I know Red Sox stats has been all over it. That his expected batting average is way higher than his current batting average of 217. Um, Franchi, I mean, Franchi is what he is, right? It's not, I don't expect anything from him. So the fact that he's actually, I, I literally, he's contributing. When he's at the plate, I'm like a little league coach where I'm like, good contact, yeah. good contact. Like it's, if he's hitting the, ball, the then, ball, yeah, eye on the ball, Franchi. Oh, good. hey, not your pitch, not your pitch. Good right, eye, good right, eye. Literally right down the middle. Um, Bobby Dahlbeck, we all know it's uh, it has not been a great season for Bobby. Uh, hitting 147, it's big ABs find him and he does not come through. We all want Bob to do well, but it's just not going well for him. So and and Plawecki, obviously you don't expect much, but 154. So down the line, man, it's just it's been tough. You know, you have your big three, which should be a big four, maybe a big five, is currently a big three with Rafi, Xander, and JD. They're all doing it, but. Mm-hmm. Not enough, and the rest of the lineup is absolutely not carrying their weight. No. One thing I will say about Trevor's story uh, is I, w- I was I got a hunch on the drive down here. Yeah. And I pulled over to the side of the highway safely mm. so I could access my phone legally. Okay. And look Smart. something up. I respect that. Okay. I had a feeling I was like, I, I mean, Trevor, we see him strike out a fair amount. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He gets pissed. He throws his stuff. He's not. He's not. He's not happy. I was, I wanted to see his BABIP. I was like, I bet he got a high BABIP, three twenty five. He's got a three twenty five BABIP. When he hits the ball, he's, uh, you know, in the upper third of the league. Yeah. Um, to reach. I mean, he's he's just. I don't know if it's. 
I don't know how long the shortened spring excuse can play into it. And I mean, he had a ultra shortened spring. Yeah. And you know, other family stuff going on. You can you can take all of that into account. You know, maybe it's a, a seeing the ball issue or, or whatever it is. But the fact of the matter is that when he does hit the ball, he's hitting the ball. You know <laughs> what I mean? Is, he's that, hitting that the is, ball. That is a quote card right there. <laughs> when he's hitting the ball, he's hitting the ball. If you he guys is, man. are he keeping is. track at home. No, I'm not that worried about story. I mean, today he just looked overpowered by one of the best pitchers in the game. Shohei had his number today. He was gassing mm-hmm. him. He was throwing everything past him. Trevor was late. He was late, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's swinging at high stuff, which he loves doing. He's, he's you know, started a habit at swinging at some of these high pitches. He's swinging at balls. The Red Sox, I'm telling you, I want to love something as much as the Red Sox love swinging at balls. It is balls out of the strike zone. The Sox swing at more of them than any team in Major League Baseball, and that continues to be an issue. There was a little more plate discipline in some of the uh, in the earlier games in the series, not today. Shohei had their number, man. And Shohei, a guy that doesn't show a lot of emotion, had mm-hmm. the scream off the mound, and I don't even blame him. He was dealing, mm-hmm. dude. He goes, what, yeah. seven innings? It spreads out six hits. There really wasn't a lot of damage there. Did not feel like it. No, <laughs> and, and six, like, I mean... Pretty dinkies, you know. Yeah. They were they were pretty dinkies. <laughs> they were pretty. They dinkies. were pretty dinky. Yeah, JD and uh, and JBJ had doubles. Outside of that, four singles, eleven uh. strikeouts, lowers his ERA on the season to three oh eight. Uh, his first performance at Fenway Park. His first uh, start on the mound mm-hmm. at Fenway for Shohei Otani. You can feel it he too. Knows. Like there's there's a different element at the park. We were over there. I gotta say, Joey, one of my favorite parts of Fenway is watching a pitcher warm up. From the seats, literally well, one you can foot smell next to him, you can yeah. like smell his cologne. <laughs> it's insane. Like I, mm. it's one of my favorite ballpark features across the bigs. Is you can literally be a foot behind the guy that's warming up to start, mm. and it feels like a video game. Like I, I love getting those videos. I love mm. getting that shot. Um, because it doesn't, it doesn't feel real. It's like, mm. I am Shohei Otani. Like, you're that close. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> you see the zip coming out of his hand. And you really appreciate, you know, who he is as an athlete overall. I mean, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous he can do what he does. He's out here gassing a hundo by these guys. And then, is, you know, comes a foot away from hitting a, a home run into the bullpen. So, it's ridiculous. I, I, anybody that flips out about Shohei Otani, uh, you're totally in the right to do it. It's one of the craziest talents I've ever seen in my life. And if anything today, it's kind of a, a crappy silver lining. But we got to see you know the first start in Shohei's career at Fenway yeah. and he was dealing he was dealing his ass off Joey. yeah so uh, we you and I and I think other shows in the past have kind of talked about how uh, pitchers complaining about the fans being too close is kind of soft and whatever yeah. I totally get it dude can you imagine I get it but it's to... like literally grow up like it's but also you're warming it's up so Who cares? close it's so close oh you're you're you on touch the dude. Him if you want you can to. easily touch him you yeah, get kicked easily. out but like it's you could easily touch the you dude. get one good touch in <laughs> you get, a you good get touch. one good hair pull or something you're close it. enough I'm you could get a no, good touch in you shouldn't yeah don't do it you'll get thrown out it's not not worth it don't do it and Joey seems like a nice guy yeah he looks like a little kid who wished on a genie mm-hmm. to be the greatest baseball player of all time he yeah. looks like a little kid's face who just has the most like action figure arms of all time and immediately it's like bloop, 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 and just grew right <laughs> yeah. into it and that's what it sounded and he's like, like i want to be the best pitcher i yep. want to be the best hitter and the genie was like, "Sure, absolutely, yeah, yeah you, you can do that." And uh, here's you can a little do that. fun. <laughs> That's what the genie said. Genie, yeah, this is my genie impression. 
Yeah, dude. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> the way he said that, I'm like, yeah, you can is do that, that what the genie's genie's like, yeah, all good, dude. All good. Yeah, you yeah, can do that. Like, do not worry about it. I so got you. I totally I got, got, you, got covered, you on dude. that, dude. Um, but a cool little fact about Shohei Otani. Steve, in case you didn't see, he was the first pitcher to be hitting in the top four spots of a, of a lineup at Fenway Park since 1919, George Herman Ruth. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be Bobby McFaddy. No, McFaddy <laughs> in 1919? Oh, he was McFaddy 1920. started he was in 20. 1920. Was 20. Yeah, my bad. He my was bad, the my class bad. of 20. Bobby McFaddy. That was 1920. My yeah. bad. My bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because like... You batted fifth, dude. Most of them... Yeah, that was that's <laughs> true. It was out of the top four. We all know this. Most of the Shohei stats are kind of like, well, yeah. Like... like <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah. I, I can assume as much. It's not like like I'm trying to picture who else would have come in here. <laughs> it's not like CC Sabathia was in cleanup for the Indians. Like what what are we talking about? So I I, under, I get it. Like it's I think it's cool, but also Joey like a big part of this Shohei like mania whatever it's I don't know if it has an official name um, is that it's. These things normally matter more when you're removed from it. Like the fact that we're in it right now and it's happening and it's at like it's, you know, he's really cooking and has a chance to be back to back MVP at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. You, when you're in the middle of it, it's a little harder to like really appreciate it. Once we get removed from the Shohei era, I think we'll be able to be like, wow, that was absolutely right insane. Now? I feel it, but like everyone says it, so it's I'm al- I'm always <laughs> the guy that's like everybody shut up, like enough, like we're all, he- yeah. we're all saying the same stuff. So uh-huh. enough. It's like but, you're too close to the forest to see the trees. Yeah, it's like a too close to the forest to see the leaves. Yeah. And that's what I feel like, <laughs> you know, the phrase. So it's I don't know. I I think it's I go back and forth on this like a lot of things. I'm, you know, hypocrite Steve, that's what they call me, but like I I get it more when I see it live. Like seeing Shohei in person, the only times I've, I've seen him are at the All Star game and and here, and the swarms of fans are it's justified crazy. because you know, and partially to your point here, he's just has this kind of presence to him that's like, wow, look at this guy. It felt like Beatlemania over there uh, oh, by time. the bullpen. I mean, the amount of people who are holding up signs, like. You know, yelling things to him in Japanese, trying to like you know flag him down for a picture. Yeah, like people fighting their way through the crowd to try to get a picture, and just I, it, it was pretty crazy, man. I mean, I don't go to many like popular concerts. You know, I'm not going and seeing Drake in concert or whatnot. I don't but see you, you as a go imagine, to the Drake concert guy. That's me. Um, yeah, that's you. Yeah, uh, I would imagine that's what it's like. Yeah, that was like rock star stuff, man. He, uh, he is very cool, and I'm sure if you're on the Red Sox or any opposing team, that only kind of adds to to everything, you know? I mean, it is, it's cool to see. Obviously, you don't want him to come into Fenway and just shove, and just yeah. shove. Just, and that's what yeah. he did. He came in and shoved. But like, it's, he, did. he did. He did. But it's like, there's not many players that get that reaction. I, I haven't seen that since Pedro. Like Pedro on Pedro Day, mm-hmm. it was legitimately swarms around the bullpen. It's a little different because their bullpen's obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, not as close to the seats. It's on the other side, but mm-hmm. it was a different buzz uh, on Pedro Day, obviously. But that's been a long time. I mean, we're talking twenty years ago. I haven't yeah. seen anything like this in over two decades, and that's what he brings to the table. So, 
Shohei deals today. Red Sox bats don't get going. Tanner Houck ends up with seven <laughs> earned runs. Right. Dude, I didn't okay. know he got seven attached to his. Yeah, I mean, Cutter's, Cutter's been terrible. So Cutter, <laughs> I said this to you during the game, dude. But Cutter, Cutter wearing fifty. Feels I don't even care. So terrible. I don't even care. It's, it's just because it's the. I don't know. It's, it's not the first, but it, it, there's still just this like. I don't even care. You don't care at all. I don't care. It's Mookie's, Mookie. I, I obviously we're not going to do a whole Mookie segment, but I I will go to my grave not being convinced that he was going to stay here. No, it's not that. It's just that. So that's oh, why there it, it is. Matter. There's the sure. I knew it's not that I'm like, oh man, Mookie could be out there wearing that right now. Yeah. It's just the. It's that that dude. That I honestly I gotta say I I'm pretty good with the jersey numbers. When I see fifty, I th- I still think Mike Timlin. I really? don't even yeah because I mean he had a huge impact mm. on this team. Talk about a reliable reliever. They should bring Timlin back now. Well then you should still be offended that Cutter Crawford's wearing fifty. Yeah no That's I'll, Mike I'll, I'm, I'm offended at Crawford wearing fifty because he took Mike Timlin's <laughs> number. Um I love Tim. We gotta get Mike Timlin on this show. Oh, that'd be, that'd awesome. be great. But yeah. yeah if you bring back Mike Timlin right now, I think he would fix the bullpen. I really do. You know who would fix the bullpen? Mike Garrett Timlin. Whitlock. Yeah, let's. We got. We got to talk wanna, about Whitlock. Want to dive into that? He has three starts on the year. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox are zero and three in those starts. And here's the deal. All right, I, I think a lot of people would agree. I think actually, let's be honest, Joey, the Whitlock thing I think has gotten more reactions of like he should be the closer, he should be this guy, he should be that guy. I think it's actually kind of split down the down the board here of like what people think he should be. Honestly, we should just put a poll up on the old ITM page, but. Um, I think it's pretty obvious at this point, having him as a starter is not the best way to it's use him. It's not the answer. And it's hard for us to sit up here and be like, is Cora just not like realizing he should be? I mean, the amount of discussions that must be going on, whether it's amongst Haim, Cora, whoever, uh, has to be lengthy of what to do with Garrett Whitlock. Because I truly think that Whitlock doesn't give a damn where he pitches, when he pitches, the amount of pitches he throws. He really gives off the vibe of, I'm going out there to get whoever you need me to get out, and I'll come back in, and I'll do it again tomorrow if you need it. Like, I really think he gives off that energy. So, considering the player doesn't mind, which is a big part of this, too. I feel like people aren't talking about that part of it. Mm -hmm. The fact that he's okay with this, a lot of guys wouldn't be. Yeah, because that could be the issue. Like, imagine, I'm I'm not saying it, like it could be the issue right now. I'm saying there's potential for like that to have insert, been the problem. Insert other you know? version of him that right. could be a problem. Yeah, uh, multiverse, other dimension. Garrett Whitlock could be like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to start. I don't want to or whatever. You know, yeah. I don't know that. That's kind of probably imagine him saying, "I don't want to start, dude. I don't no, want to start. I want to just <laughs> at a moment's notice jump up and pitch. God knows how many innings. Yeah, I'll maybe close for you, but like I'm not starting <laughs> yeah. for your ass. Like, <laughs> no what way. Are we in? But no, he's always. You know what I mean? That could really that could be a, an issue that, that you face and it's not and you're super lucky because that's not the case um, but you have to wonder what the conversation is or what the holdup is or whatever because now it's been four starts I think three three starts. Sure three starts yeah three starts and the Sox are zero and three in those three starts. he had Tampa Toronto and here right I think I think that'll do it yes yep so yeah I mean it's it's again the, the, I'm going to find a way to say the proof is in the pudding every episode. The proof's in the pudding. It's this guy is needed the most in those multi-inning bullpen appearances. And mm-hmm. I don't think there's any denying that. Like, the biggest thing becomes who you put then in the rotation, which it's going to sound a little silly to say right now, but 
Tanner Houck would probably be the lead for the guy that would then go in the rotation uh, instead of Whitlock. And, you know, I know they've been pairing Houck with Rich Hill. Rich Hill, by the way, has been great. Why? Yeah, he's no, been, not why is he great, but like, but why? Because <laughs> Rich Hill's last two starts have been essentially hitless. They've been one hits. Yeah. Yeah, and they're both they're both five innings, right? Yeah, and both times, well, he was. You I didn't get what, the feeling four, that he was slowing third down in, in Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, it's. I well, don't know if you need Hauk piggybacked right there. No, it seems to make total sense. Just like Hauk was in the rotation, put him back in the rotation. It's more like, it's not what do you need to do because the answer's there. It was there, you know, a couple weeks ago, right when th- things were flowing fine and the bullpen yeah. was putting up better numbers than they're than they're doing the rotation was doing better than it was like just put it back that it wasn't broken didn't need fixing to reassemble but like you said there's got to be a reason right there's got to be a conversation beyond and i mean that seems obvious part of it was how couldn't pitch in toronto right (laughs) i mean that's that's obviously it's you know you only have so many guys that can start games and the Mm -hmm. current format of the red sox you're not I don't think you're going to do the opener thing. Imagine the bullpen for nine innings. Like, it's hard enough for four. So you can't afford to do the opener thing. You're going to need guys, and I mentioned this in another show earlier, but you're going to need the starters to go deeper. I know they don't want them to face the lineup three times, but at a certain point, I would way rather trust in Evaldi. Evaldi's maybe not a good example because he goes the longest of these guys, but even Pavetta, uh, Tanner Houck is tough today. Rich Hill, I'd rather have him facing guys longer, you know? And and the way Walk is pitching, I'd rather have him stay in there longer than having four-plus innings of a bullpen where who do we trust the most out of the bullpen when Garrett Whitlock's not out there? Austin Davis, Matty Strom. Matty Strom is probably the answer. Yeah. Matty Strom should probably be the closer. And I'm always of the belief that if you don't have a closer, you don't have a closer. It's not mm. like name that guy a closer. You can't just, like, name a closer. You either have a closer mm-hmm. or you don't. Right. And the Red Sox don't. So mm-hmm. I know I know stats and other people are like, oh, just make Strom the closer. You think he's a closer, though? <laughs> you're I, saying a, a closer isn't something you become. It's something you're born as. You are, you are born a closer. You just have closer DNA or you don't. Right. And the Red Sox, I don't think, have a guy that has closer the DNA. The Yankees didn't, like, decide. Yeah. To put it's not like Mariano was just, yeah. like, kind of starting games, kind of in the middle. He's a closer. Yeah. Like I'm sure I'm, I think earlier on he did start a little bit, but Mariano obviously mm-hmm. earned that spot. He had closer DNA. He had mm-hmm. the most dominant closer pitch in the history of the game. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox don't have that guy, and I'm saying they don't have that guy because Garrett. Whit- Everybody that keeps saying Garrett Whitlock should be the closer, you shut your mouth. You shut your <laughs> mouth. He's too important to be a one inning guy. It just that can't happen. So. I think there's a lot of issues for the Red Sox right now. The Garrett Whitlock situation is obviously at the top of mind for a lot of Sox fans. I think it's simple. I think what you had him doing as the long-inning bullpen guy, and let's even call it a couple innings, right, so you can use him more often. If you can get these starters through six, I know that's asking for a lot, and have Whitlock take seven, eight, and then Matty Strom... Davis find a way to close these games out. Hopefully it's not a one-run game at that point. Hopefully the Sox offense has given you a little something where you can have a 3-4, God forbid, a five-run lead. I think that's the answer, and you just go from there. It, this, maybe. This sucks, man. <laughs> yeah, This maybe. sucks. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, we're in a position where it's like, Joey, I got to say. We're in how-do-we-fix-it mode. <laughs> the Sox are 10-16. and 16. Yep. 
And this is the first year of our program. First year of hopefully many years of Inside the Monster. Uh-huh. And it's it's tough, man. No, it absolutely They're 10 is. and 16. I mean, we want the same thing you guys all want uh, for the yeah. for for obvious reasons. I mean, the number one being just being fans of the team, but what? also just I mean, what what just what? one just one thing real quick. Sorry to cut you off. Um I want to say this earlier about Rich Hill. So I saw stats tweeted out. Rich Hill has pitched 22 innings this year. The Red Sox have given him five runs of support. That ranks bottom 10% for starting pitchers. None of the Red Sox starters have above average run support. So I still think this all starts with the lineup. If you're cooking, if Story's cooking, if the big three are cooking, if Dahlbeck's giving you something, if these guys that are from five on... I look at Verdugo as a guy that really needs to pick it up. I understand, of course, we've talked about it. Unlucky. Mm-hmm. You can say unlucky as long as you, you possibly want. At a certain point, those have to become dingers. At a certain mm-hmm. point, you got to find the gap. A certain point, you got to start getting a hit streak going. Mm-hmm. And if that becomes the case, then I think we don't have as many conversations about Diekman needing to hold a one-run game in the right. ninth right. inning. You know who looked good today who uh, kind of falls into that same category is Nobody. Jackie. Oh, Jackie, Jackie actually had a good. He had a good game. Yeah, I mean, he had a double that he definitely stretched. He worked for. He he was hitting ropes off the show. Hey, he was the only yeah. guy hitting him hard. Yeah, yeah, and then you know he had uh, you know that that catch out in deep center that uh, he just did not react to whatsoever. No, no, uh, and then weird. I mean, obviously the 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 tough uh, the tough Shohei hit that we're not going to talk about. But I mean, he's he's still Jackie defensively. That's not changed at all. Any offense from him feels good. Even yeah. if it's one leadoff double, you go, hey. The dude's hitting like 420 yeah. at Fenway this year. Like he's been the greatest Fenway hitter of all time. So if he can if he can keep hitting at a high rate at, at home games, then I'll take it. Like that's the thing. I heard somebody around me today saying like, like pick it up, Jackie. We expect more from you. Why? No, we don't. No, we don't. Like this is exactly like this is more than I would expect from JBJ. Yeah. He's hitting over 400 at Fenway. And he's, you know, minus the sun getting in the way, minus the big old ball of fire messing him up. He's been the surest glove that you could expect him to be. So the big old ball of fire, is that what yeah, you were the sun, calling the, it? The sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. say the sun. I'm like, what is what even does that mean? I call it the big old ball of fire. Oh, you mean BBOF? The BB yeah, the Beboff. Like I don't know the sun. <laughs> <laughs> the sun? What are you even talking oh, about? You know how upset I was, Joey, that wow. I both my series predictions were right and it didn't even matter. <laughs> like it was uh, yeah. the Xander one. I don't want to talk about perfect. your series. It was like the majestic <laughs> Homer. He does a little walk around. It's like that's exactly what I'm asking for and calling for. Oh, yeah. And it gives you an eighth inning lead. And then you blow it. I got to say about mm-hmm. Hansel, about Hansel. So Hansel. hot right now, Hansel. Yeah. Um, Hansel Robles is back to exactly where I envision him in my brain, which is I don't trust this guy. I When when he's in. It was quick. It was quick. It happened, no, it happened fast. When he had Very that, the, whatever, the 20 straight scoreless, I'm like, this yeah. doesn't, this is not what my brain mm-hmm. sees. <laughs> like, that's not what I feel when he comes in. Uh, now it's kind of back to that, you know, nibbling. And if he could, it, Robles has got to stop complaining about pitches that aren't even close. No, he got yeah, squeezed yeah, yeah. on like one or two in Baltimore. And then when Trout was up the other night, ball four was wide by like half a foot. And he's looking at I hate when guys do, pitchers do the tilted head look at the ump. No, no, no. That pitch wasn't even close. You don't mm. get to do the tilted head thing yeah. when it wasn't even close. Like, yeah. if anything, the Sox got screwed. Uh, my real beef was the called strike three on Bobby. 
yeah, the ninth inning. That's a ball. There. I don't know. I don't that's know. It's a ball, dude. What are you talking it about? It was it was enough of a ball. I don't know. It Bobby was, doesn't it was protect that well with two strikes, and I understand people saying that yeah. it's like, oh, he should be swinging. I get it. Protect the plate, all that crap. Yeah. That ball is low and away. You can get one of them. You can't get both. Low and away doesn't help that the catcher's coming up to throw out Vasquez on the steal attempt. Right. Um, but either way, I think the Sox got kind of screwed there. But I don't know. It always seems to be Bob in those situations. So it, it's I do get the pattern. I understand that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It stinks. I don't even know where. I don't even know where we go from here. You got to beat, well, beat the Sox. You got to beat the Sox. Got to beat the Sox. I understand. I understand that the team has to go. I'm saying, what do we? Do you want to just? What do I? I'm going to dinner tonight. The, I'm so I'm going to eat later. Oh, okay. Yeah. What are you, what are you thinking what are you about eating later? I don't know. I, I'm kind of feeling pizza a little bit. On Cinco de Mayo? Yeah, that's a classic Cinco de Mayo plate. (laughs) Plate of pizza. (laughs) You could argue pizza is kind (sighs) of like, it's like a fajita with tomato and cheese on it. 100%. You you could argue that. I wouldn't wouldn't stop you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to, I don't know, maybe just drink alone or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's tough, man. I don't know. What else else for the series stuck out? I mean, the Whitlock thing is huge. The Red Sox lineup, I mean, Trevor Story, going into it, too. I was you, doing the ITM 60 on Story has to get going, and then it really looked like it was going to be the case. But, uh, you know, you can't close the series. It's tough. Like, this is the, the sour taste in your mouth socks. Like, the second you feel good, the second you feel good about this team, they mm-hmm. slap you in the face. That's what, yeah. It just feels kind of like, uh, you know, let's say... Ladies, you'll agree with me here, okay? Where is this going? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, like, you'll all agree with me. It's like you say to your man, like, hey, I feel like you're going out with your friends kind of a lot. You know, why don't you, why don't you stay in sometimes, you know? I feel like you could, we could, we could spend some time together, you know? And then he's like, oh, baby, yeah, oh, I didn't realize you felt that way. Yeah, 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 of course, I'll, I'll, I'll stick around and whatever. And that Friday night, he's there. And then you're like, wow, it's stuck. I wished it, and it happened, and here we are. It's Friday night, and we're together. And then you wake up Saturday morning, and he's gone, and he's like, I'm in Vegas for three months, baby. I'll be back. That's exactly what the socks are. That's I was going to exactly say like it. That. You just you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm in Vegas, baby. <laughs> I'm in Vegas, baby, and I'm not coming back. And I'm not it's coming like I back. thought things had changed, bro. I don't know. Uh, I definitely felt that way with the story. That was some real whiplash because I was, I mean, I was printing the T-shirts. I was, I know. I was coloring the T-shirts at home with my crayons. I know. Uh, um, but yeah, another series loss, man. I mean, again, same old, same. The last mm-hmm. four three-game series, they've won the first game and then lost the second two. Uh, the second two, the last two, whatever. I don't give a damn. Who I'm cares, so man. upset, man. Whatever. Who cares, man? That'll be the, the name uh, of this episode. Who cares? It sucks so much because like, we're obviously we're doing everything in our power. Uh, to make this the greatest show of all time. And, Joey, I think we're doing a great a great job. We're, yep. we're filming segments at the park, talking with the players, talking with the people that work for the Sox, the fine folks. Down the down the, the board, too, you got Kelsey, Justin, Brian, Abby. Um, who am I forgetting? Kellen. They're all great. These are great people. And we all want to just enjoy great times. And that's what probably sucks the most is that it doesn't really – and people are going to say that I'm full of it right here – doesn't mm. feel like they're that far off. I know. I hate that. That's what that's what sucks. And I know the final score is eight nothing today, but it was zero zero in the seventh inning. But you're also it's the numbers that make it hurt more. Because it does feel like, oh no, 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 there's been good moments, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're not the Reds. 
Like, hey, there, there are moments that feel good, but then you look at that board over there, Steve, and we're eight and a half games behind the Yankees a it's month the into fir- the year. It's the first week of May, man. I mean, it's... I know. It, I'm just saying, that I, I understand, like, oh, it's too early to be looking at oh, no, this. I'm saying, oh, no, I'm saying it's the first week of May fast. and you're eight and a half back. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying it the bad way. It's way too fast. So I think it was TC that had this one. Uh, the Sox are 0-5 in extra innings, and they had the lead in the eighth inning or later of all of those games. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is just uh, that is just brutal. That's but, one of those stats you hear and you believe. You're like, yeah, sure, I bet. Yeah, I totally get I it. it. But any, anyone listening at home, the one thing I'll tell you is – don't be the person, and I think there's less of these people now that, you know, they're 10 and 16. The worst thing you can do is be like, oh, if they just flipped those, right? If they were just 5-0 and 0 in extra innings. They're not. They're 0-5. And it feels like they're 0-5. They've gotten walked off on by every team in the AL East. The Angels came in here. They should have lost the series. They won the series. Red Sox and Tampa should have won the series. They lost the series. And this is just over and over and over again. In Toronto, I was weirdly enough just happy to get one W. That team is is going to be rolling this summer. The Yankees are obviously unstoppable right now. So forget about the division. Just actually try to win a couple games here. Win a series. Beat the White Sox this weekend. If if that's at all possible, the White Sox aren't even that good a team, right? They're around five hundred, but they're better than the, the those Sox are better than these Sox. They're eleven yeah. and thirteen. They're underperforming too. I mean, they were supposed to be. I know, I know. hotter out of the gate. Couple than they underperforming have been. teams at Fenway this weekend. One last come on, thing. Come on down. <laughs> one last thing from today, uh, and this is just Stevie Gripes coming out here. Yep. But there were a couple of fans in front of us. Oh my that goodness gracious! Just stink. There's this one lady that did. Oh my god! Just one of the worst things you can say. They had just given up the fifth, uh, the sixth, and seventh runs of the game. Socks are down. I think Cutter was coming in. Right. So he well he came in and he gave up a couple runs of Hawks. He 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 let all oh, I thought, he let I thought all it was like Hawks runs. Come I thought in. it was like during the pitching change, like while he was. Oh no! Up, it was right. It was, a, it was, it was literally that. right after he gave up a, mm-hmm. a single that drove in two. Sox are down seven to nothing, and this lady's been brutal the whole game. We've been getting up and standing up, goofing with her friends, going down to get drink, coming back up. Just one man cheering. Didn't yeah. Didn't didn't give a damn about what was going on, but has the audacity to say. If we, I actually got to get, I wrote this down. She goes, where's the crowd support? This wouldn't be happening if we had the crowd support. What are you talking about? <laughs> They're down seven to nothing. She's trying to start a let's go Red Sox chant. Team's down seven nothing. And they weren't a couple minutes ago. Shut you up. Know? Like, yeah. I just can't. There are certain fans that drive me nuts. There's this dude mm. a little further down, standing up the whole time. Doing the thing where he's on the phone trying to get his butt. No, come down, man. No, no, you, no, you come here. I'm not going. You come here. As the game's yeah. going on behind you, just sit down. It, it's one of those situations where you want everybody around you to care as much as you do, you know. But care, care calmly. Like, mm-hmm. if if it's a tense situation, base is loaded. I don't care if you're standing up cheering. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're trying to start. Let's go, red. I don't care. That's great. Mm-hmm. It's seven nothing angels. Well, no, I mean you, you, Steve, and me as well. You want the people around you to care as much about the team as you do, so that they are like also not in cheering mode when no, down I know. seven. But the care you is know? just misguided, is it's what I'm totally, saying. It's, it's totally it's, it's all over the place, and it's like it's also the, the, those kind of people. You know, wear it as a badge of honor oh that my they God. tell with their buddies, like I don't care if the Red Sox are losing seven nothing. I'm still going to get up and cheer. Don't be proud of that. Don't be proud of no, that. No, don't Cause be. Because the, the people around you who like live and die by the team are so You look like a upset. doofus. Don't, and and also, so don't never that. challenge like 
your fellow fan. Like, don't challenge your fellow fan. Come on, fans. guys, stand up. Fan, what are you doing? No, what are you doing? You're standing up, and it's seven nothing. All Everyone right, that's is my, sitting. That's my flip out. I had to like raise the volume a little bit. That lady drove me nuts, man. I know, I know. You were. I oh came over, and you were God. irritated. I mean, well, she, she was like, doing she that. went down to the dugout. I think somebody also like lit up a cigarette right behind you. Oh my you. God, the dude next to us reeked of cigs, and yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to have a good day here with my girlfriend and my dad, and like, the everyone around us stunk. Um, but no, I mean, it's it's it lines up with how this has gone. So it's just been an annoying season, yeah. and. You know, we can say everything we want about oh, they got to do this, they got to do that. They just got to win ball games. I, I I think it's as simple as that. You got to get the bats going. You got to have guys in the bullpen that you don't rely upon, like Deekman and Robles right now. And uh, go down the list. I mean, Davis had a good stretch there, but then gives up a bomb. Matty backpacks. I mean, it's been it's been very tough for Barnes. And he, yeah. he dude, he I'll give him credit. He wears it in the post game. Oh my god, does he ever? He wears it. He I, just I, says it. He just says it, man. Like, he's like, I suck. Like yeah, he, he just wears no, it. So it's it's hard for me to be like, oh, Maddie has to be better. He he knows it. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to say it. Yeah, he's he's well aware when the knuckle curve is is working. It's it's mm-hmm. vicious, but you know you got you got Ward up there sitting on a three one fastball and he gets it right down the middle. Yeah, I know. And yeah. launches it. And crazy to think that Red Sox lose that game ten to five on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Really crazy to think that you know Ward pops that ball up. So all the Sox got to do is get the guy in from second, which mm-hmm. they've shown they don't like doing. They don't like right. getting that guy in right. from second and extra. So who knows if that actually happens? But Joey, that's all I got for this series, man. I don't. I don't know. What I don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, what I do want to talk about actually is it's a lie. I do want to say um, the highlight of this series for me uh, was Eck and Uke directly next to you, right over there. Yeah. yeah. Um, talking about the slutter. Oh, the there you go. That's their that, favorite. That, they're like, oh, it's kind of like a slutter. Which and they just giggle feels about like, it. Yeah, feels like it shouldn't be on air. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. And then, and echoes dirty. And then bogey <laughs> bomb. And then bogey, and, and, and bogey bomb. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was a real highlight uh, for me. That's yeah. a moment I'll look back on fondly, and then remember what happened immediately after it, and stop thinking of it so fondly. But that was my highlight. <sighs> Beyond that, I'd like to talk about uh, just like anything else. No, I got you. I mean, you know, I'm feeling down when like I brought a new pair of kicks to the ballpark today. It's my night. 99 all-star game sneakers and i didn't even take one picture of these i didn't put the ballpark kicks up wow. like times are tough man can you believe that times are tough you know we did the whole promo about if you're out stay out those people are are laughing at us right now like times are tough again if, if you're tough. you're tuning in you're in the same mode as us you're looking for you know a reason for why this is going to turn around they're going to have to find it the red Sox are going to have to find some kind of rhythm some kind of pace I'm done saying this is as bad as it's going to get. The more that we say it, the worse it gets. So done doing that. What we're going to do now is preview Socks Socks. That is coming up next. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alrighty, we are back. Red Sox are hosting the other Sox this weekend at Fenway Park. Joey, what's the pitching matchup? Oh! Okay, we got a three-game series at Fenway Park between the Sox and the Sox. Expect more of those jokes coming right up. Game one is going to be Vince Velasquez versus Nathan Avaldi. Uh, Vince Velasquez is a right-hander who comes into the series with a 4.58 ERA. He is in the 10th percentile in average. Okay, sorry. Let me run that back. <laughs> He's here. in the what? He's in the 10th percentile in average exit velocity, 15th in hard hit percentage, 12th in on base average, 5th in slugging, 7th in barrel percentage. In other words, people love hitting baseballs that come out of his hand and like hitting them hard. Uh, he throws a four-seamer, a curve, a slider, a changeup, and a sinker, and that slider is getting absolutely demolished. It's getting hit uh, at a 571 clip. Uh, or the, Sorry, that's the slug. A 571 <laughs> slug. It was getting but hit he, at 571. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Well, no, it's, it's just a slider. Just a, but he insists okay. on still throwing it, man. He throws it 17% of the time. So thank you ahead of time for that one, Vince. Uh, Nathan Avaldi. Uh, comes in with a 2-5-1 and 32 strikeouts on the year. He went seven innings in Baltimore in his last appearance, allowing three hits, no runs, and eight strikeouts. Game two is against uh, the White Sox again. It's Nick Pavetta. <laughs> Game two's against the Braves. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Pavetta versus... He's back, guys. TBD. Oh, he's... TBD. Damn, they're going to face TBD in this again. one. No. Nick Pavetta comes in with a... Spicy 784 ERA. It's coming down, though. That's good. Currently leading the league in losses with four and leading the league in earned runs with 18. Oof. Uh, he allowed three in four and a third in Baltimore. TBD, uh, we all know. Kind of goes without saying. We all know. Yeah, filthy. Yeah. Game three, speaking of filthy, Michael Wack. What more can you say? Uh, comes in with a 138 ERA. He is a former NLCS great. <laughs> he also will be opposite TBD. Yes. Perfect. And that is your pitching preview, Steve. Socks, socks, weather update. Friday night, 7-10 first pitch. We're looking at a 24% chance of rain. As you guys could have guessed, the winds are going to be coming in from the east at 13 oh, yeah. miles an hour, obviously. Holy cow, 32 miles an hour? 13. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's like 
are we having a tropical the, storm? The winds are going to be coming in at 80 miles There's an gonna hour. There's going to be a tornado between the bottom of the sixth, top uh, yeah, of the eighth, somewhere so just in there. just get underneath the, uh, the seats for that <laughs> one. <laughs> Duck and cover. Uh, yeah, 47 degrees at first pitch. It's going to be a cool one. It was warm today. I thought it was going to be a little warmer, but it was still a nice day at the old ball yard Thursday outside of the results. Saturday, first pitch, 410. You are looking at low 50s. It is going to be windy on Saturday. Another low percentage chance of rain. Sunday, the game's at 11.30 in the morning, which yeah. is insanely bizarre. I don't love it from the sole point of, like, let Marathon Monday be the only one. That's the morning game. I don't love some random Sunday against the Sox. This one's also important from, like, a, you know, from another standpoint, you know? Mother's Day? but uh, like why Peacock does- bought the rights to have morning games, so... But why? That's why. Is it because they do it for the Premier League? Is that like their thing? Uh, Yeah, it's actually, yeah. I mean, they they are seeing good numbers in the morning. So you got to support NBC, man. I guess. Uh, So it's going to be on Sunday, low 50s. Again, it's not going to rain. But weather-wise, I'd definitely say bring a jacket this series. It's not going to be the warmest weekend at the old ball yard this weekend. Series predictions, I just got one. Someone's going to hit a triple. Uh, I don't know who it's going to be. I was two for two in series predictions coming into this Angels series. Let's keep it rolling. Somebody hits a triple. What do you got, Joey? Nothing. Uh, but I do have a <laughs> closing thought if you want to jump right to that. I don't want to have a prediction. I don't want to have anything on my mind when I watch these games. I'm going to come in smooth-brained. I'm going to sit down like a Neanderthal with a bowl of cheese and just shove serotonin into my brain whether it likes it or not. And no predictions, no thoughts. Coming up next, our slide in the DM segment and closing thoughts. Coming up next on Inside the Monster. You're listening to Inside the Monster. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are back on Inside the Monster. How annoying would that be? If we Bad voice? <laughs> How annoying would that be? All right. First one comes in from Mike. What up? Mike? Mike's dog's name is Nomar. 
what's up, Mike? That's not the DM. <laughs> uh, what's the best Lunchable? Pizza or not pizza? Pizza Lunchables. Not pizza. The sauce is all wrong. This comes in from TA. What's up? Tough times for the Sox, guys. Let's yep. try to bring the positive vibes. Nope. I have to ask, is Kevin Ploiecki the best pitcher on this Red Sox staff? Obviously. He's got yeah. a zero ERA. Far from the worst. Like, of course he's the best pitcher on the staff. I would say... Well, until Brock inevitably joins this team. If the Sox move Whitlock to the bullpen and put Ploiecki in the starting rotation, that fixes all your problems. It also would not shock me. <laughs> At this point. And the second part of this uh, DM here, what is your favorite... <laughs> uh, oh, no. this is great. I, it's not that funny. What is your favorite happy Red Sox memory? <laughs> in, in, in parentheses, to bring the vibes up. I love that. Can we talk about something happy, guys? We just got to talk happy. What's your favorite happy Red Sox memory, Joey? Uh, my most recent one, I was here with my dad uh, in the DS uh, last year when Vasquez hit the walk-off over the Monster, and Vasquez is my dad's favorite player. So that was that was a nice little moment. Mine was with my dad, too. Game one of the uh, 2013 World Series. Going with my dad. It's just a cool thing to be at the World Series with my dad. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. And mm-hmm. the Sox blew out the cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then a very, very close second is David Ortiz Grand Slam against the Tigers. Uh, it's coming in from Tom. Hey, Tom. Time, uh, he didn't even spell it right, or just you know say the whole phrase right here. Time panic or not? Time panic or not panic? I think uh, time whatever. I think time panic little. I think ti- considering <laughs> that we're not going to use all the words, time panic little. Time panic sometimes. Tom, time panic little. This comes in I think, from I think you're correct, actually. Yeah, I was, do want to say that. Time yeah. panic little. Yeah. This comes in from Jay Money. Hey, man. How about Brock Holt? 30 miles an hour uh, off, the, off the mound. Why can't he be in this rotation? I mean, I think we just kind of touched on it. We're all thinking it. <clears throat> Heim? Brock. Brock. This comes in from McKinley. Hello. Waka may be a former NLCS great, but he's in the running for this year's Cy Young. You're not wrong, my guy. That that's that's correct. But I think when they present him the award, because it's not an if, really, is it? At this it's point, a when. no. At this point, he's gonna when probably they, win MVP. Forget about Cy Young. Yeah, when they give him all the awards that he's going to inevitably win at the end of this year, they're going to announce him as a Michael Waka, former NLCS great. Please come collect all your hardware. 100%. 3 and 0 with a 138 ERA is Michael Walker. He's got a 0.92 whip. Mm-hmm. This man that has mm-hmm. a career 4.07 ERA has a 138 <laughs> this year. Michael Walker has been dealing, and as we all know, he's mm-hmm. a former NLCS great. Last one comes in from Aaron. Aaron or Aaron? Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, A-A-R-O-N. Aaron. Slide in the DMs question. Due to the Celtics being in the playoffs right now, what would Mm. be your starting five of all-time Red Sox players? At center, Mm. who do I have at center? Let's just do do a combined one here. At center. Trying to get somebody off this lineup. I think the tallest player on this team is Bob. Right or well, I guess like Bob sale. would be. I'd probably have Bob as like. No, we're doing all time Sox players. Bob's yeah, at yeah. one forty. I can't have him on this team. Um, <laughs> I would say mm. for center in Red Sox history, this is an interesting one. I'm trying to think of some of the tallest players that they've had. Um, not many. There's not many yeah, that come no. to mind. No, it's crazy how many of the Sox players are just not tall. 
or not no. like specifically, not like noticeably tall. I mean, Sale is probably yeah, but he get he get beat get, around yeah, down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, we could have Canseco. I mean, I I feel like you know any list we should just put Jose Canseco on it. Sure, Jose Canseco is our center. Mm-hmm. Uh, point guard, I would love to have. I'd love to have JBJ, guy that's got a cannon. He's got good mm-hmm. hand eye. I think JBJ would move the ball around well. I'm going to have him as a mm-hmm. guard. Um, two guard, guy that can shoot. Nomar can shoot. Oh, Nomar can shoot. Nomar can shoot. He's Nomar a two. would have a big, uh, like a big sweatband. Oh, 100%. He, he'd do the armband, probably. Yeah. Uh, so we got JBJ, Nomar, Canseco's our center. We need a. Basically, a couple of forwards. We need a shooting forward, power forward. Uh, let's see. Small forward. Uh, who you got? Who comes to mind? I mean, typically we dude, stick with like, the I'm last I'm trying to build a basketball years. lineup. I don't know what a small forward is. Small forward. I don't know who. You could probably have Beltray. You could have Beltray as a small sure. forward. Sounds he's got, great. He's got that size. And then power forward. Think of like a Tim Duncan. Like who would be a Tim okay. Duncan? Uh, Movon, Movon. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's our, that's our team. We got Jackie bringing the ball up. Nomar's the uh, the two guard. Adrian Beltre as the small forward. Mo's our power forward, just plowing guys. And Canseco's just swatting everything and and flexing after he swats it. That's all we got for sliding the DMs. Your closing thought, Joey. Uh. Socks, Mike. Socks, yeah. <laughs> no, my thought's not really about the socks. Um, parking <laughs> should be free everywhere for everyone. And if I'm elected, I would make parking free for parking everyone. Would be free How for everybody. It should be included in anything that you're going to anywhere you're. Because it's like, how am I supposed to get there then? You know, it's like, well, you're here, but now you got to put your your thing somewhere. So, well, this is the thing that got me here. It's like, can I just like leave it here? It's like, well, I'm not. That's why free. I take the train. I take the T to the games. Yeah, well, they don't. I know have they a don't train have a T that goes Manchester. to Manchester. Yeah, I'm just saying, a lot of people take other uh, transportation. It, it's I hate having to get creative with how I get places. I'm like, well, if I if I stop in Lowell, I think there's a bus that runs out to Framingham. I love your impression and of yourself. Framingham. <laughs> this is my this is what my brain is doing, and I hate that my brain sounds like my uncle like, Tony. Yeah, grab a grab a bus over here. That brings yeah. you the train. That gets you to Fenway Park. And then, then the next thing you know, yeah, I'm, I'm Uncle Tony Capone in my head, and I, I don't I don't want to be Tony but Capone. Yeah, that should have been your name. I have three Uncle Tonys. That's hilarious. Uh, Tony Capones. So yeah, uh, parking should be free. That's my, that's my only thought, man. Just just inconveniences that just make the the day a little bit worse. You know, like you leave the ball yard, you're like, oh, I'm going to, you know, tough day, but I'm going to go home and, you know, smoke 30 beers. And, yeah, of and, course. That's and, what people do. And you walk out the door and you're like, oh, wait, I have to pay $111 for where I parked or yeah. whatever. No, you know? I hear you. I mean, the dude sitting next to us smelled like he smoked 30 beers. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, my God, that was brutal. Uh, closing thought, I'm a big Aaron Judge guy. <laughs> that's my closing thought. I've always really liked Aaron Judge, and it's <sighs> like... I don't like talking about it because he's, I don't know if you guys know, he plays for the Yankees. And yet I think he does everything correctly. You don't think that hug with that kid was awkward? No. The ki- mm. the moment with the kid. So he hits the bomb. I'm sure you've all seen it by now. Blue Jays fan gets it, gives it to the kid with the judge shirt. Kid cries. They hug. And then, you know, I think the, I don't know if the Yankees set it up. The Jays probably set it up. Who knows? Kid gets to meet Aaron Judge in the dugout the next day. He meets the guy. Blue Jays guy gets a George Springer autographed jersey. That's what I love 
I'm not going to say the most about baseball because the thing I love most about baseball is when the Sox are winning ball games. Boom. But that moment was so cool. That whole thing was just awesome. Like it was great. It was and it was natural. It wasn't forced. The dude immediately turns around, gives it to the kid, and that's going to be the like the coolest moment of that kid's baseball life probably. I mean, he gets oh, an yeah. Aaron Judge home run ball. You imagine being a kid. If I was like eight years old. And I got a Nomar home run ball? Are you kidding me? I'd still be talking about that. I'd be talking <laughs> yeah, about yeah, that yeah. 20 years later. If if you do, this is like a little tough to actually pull off. You got to just kind of root that it happens. You can't like actively try it. But this guy kind of hit the jackpot. Where like if you catch a Raffy home run, you got to give it to a kid with a Raffy shirt on. I know? know, but he. I think the. Do you think that guy knew that he had Judge on the back of his shirt? He probably just saw Yankees. I think either way, it's like the kid, the only kid in proximity. You know what I mean? Oh, I hear. But I'm saying, do you think he mm-hmm. knew? It probably he probably didn't know. It worked out well for the he Jays guy, assume, right? I mean, I mean, I don't know. I think there's a pretty large percentage of uh, of kids Yankee shirts are Judge shirts. The two you know? shirts. In Major League Baseball, that the highest percentage are of a certain player on that team, mm-hmm. it's probably Judge and Otani. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say if you have an Angel shirt, very highly likely Otani. I know that Mike Trout guy plays, even though he wussed out and didn't play in game three. Um, Loser. Judge, I think, easily number one in terms of percentage of one specific player that's on the back of that team's shirt. Right. It's right. And something about the 99 yeah. is cool. Yeah, I don't know, a kid, too. Like, is a child walking around with a Glaber Torres shirt? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Stanton, well, I mean, I get Stanton plays, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're a kid and you look up to these guys, like, Aaron Judge checks all the boxes. The dude's huge, <laughs> nice guy, hits bombs, robs home runs, has Loves a good arm. Like, he's, it's- like, the king of New York, basically. It's like he checks all the boxes of what you would look up to as a kid. So yeah. my closing thought is, I uh, yeah, I, I don't shy away from admitting that I'm a big Aaron Judge guy. And um, that moment in Toronto was awesome. And the Red Sox need to start winning some ballgames. It'll be easier to root for Aaron Judge next year when he's, you know, in Minnesota or whatever. Yeah, when he teams um, up with Carlos yeah, Correa in Minnesota, who's definitely going to stay for his second year. Yeah. Um, but that'll do it. That'll do it for episode 11. Anyone, you know, listening at home, listening in the car, we're there for you, you know? I mean, this can be a therapy session for you. We're going to have voicemail segments all season long, sliding the DMs all season long. We're going to be doing giveaways all season long, shooting the breeze with you guys at Fenway Park all season long. This, this, is, this is a show for us. The Red Sox are backing this show, and it's for us. It's for the people. It's for the fans. So times are tough right now, but we got to stick together. Because obviously, when the going gets tough, you know the phrase. When the going gets tough, you You're beat too up close to the forest to see the trees. Also, when the going gets tough, you beat up on the White Sox. Amen. That'll do it for episode 11. For Joey Capone, I'm Steve Peralt. Go, Sox Kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Podcast.